This is Pursuing Wholeness. Wholeness podcast again. Hey, what's up, y'all? And um, this is for us. It's the Saturday before Christmas, and um, no, <laughs> today is <laughs> Sunday. Actually, we mm-hmm. we had to record on Sunday today this time. So <laughs> pretty we, funny, uh, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to be honest, you know, like <laughs> people. I, we we hope that we would attract people who are um, couples that are, um, you know, just wanting to hear from other couples who are on this journey of wholeness and meaningful <laughs> living and all that stuff, and um, and people who aspire for that, who who's you know perhaps see something in uh, in us that they want to aspire towards. So, um, you know, that comes with its challenges as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't intended to like <laughs> provide a lens into our our marriage, but uh, yesterday before when we we're supposed to be recording the podcast, we got into a conversation that um it kind of like had us talking until about I don't know two o'clock, almost two o'clock in the morning. We well, at like one thirty. One thirty. So. We had to work through some. <laughs> we had to work. <laughs> we had to go work up things out. We had to work a couple things out. <laughs> you know, it, it, there were no we we weren't cursing or fighting each other, anything like that. But we had to talk through some things, you know, to, <laughs> to be on the same page and everything. So mm-hmm. we didn't get to record the podcast yesterday <laughs> for that reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because um, I don't know what it is. I guess. This podcast is just so much of a heart thing for us that a lot (laughs) we've had a few times where talking about the podcast kind of devolved into more of a um, a disagreement. (laughs) Yeah, it it ended up being that we had stuff to work out. We had to talk about and work through things or whatever. And, um, you know, I guess it just shows y'all that this, this stuff is real. Yeah, it's, it's real out here, you know. The, th- the things that we talk about is not just novelties and stuff like that. Sometimes, a lot of times, here's the thing. So, a lot of times, um, you know, we're very much in agreement with the things that we talk about. Really, most, really, most, the large majority of things, we are very much on the same accord. But sometimes it's just little nuances in there, little things. You know, um, we probably mentioned, I think Veronica mentioned um, in one of our previous episodes how, um, you know, according to the Myers-Briggs assessment or whatever, she and I are like polar opposites, you know, in regard to our personality types, (laughs) polar opposites. And so, like, we, while we share a lot of the same values, we are, um, we think we our thought processes are extremely different, and yeah, so the way we approach stuff is just mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> polar opposite, right? And so, you know, I say something or she says something, and I hear it a certain way, and and then you know I say something, 
And um, well, did I just say that? I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we <laughs> each face things, and maybe we hear different things, and it's like you know, it requires you know um, relationship exercise, you know, to kind of like to work through and um, parsing statements like you said this <laughs> i heard this <laughs> mm-hmm. you said that i heard that how did you hear that i mean it's just i don't know and sometimes i'm just like how in the world is it possible for us to get on the same page because i don't understand like what how i said what i said even affected you that way but the reality is that it did and that's the only thing that we really have to work with. Like, is you don't you don't really come from it. Well, I don't think that makes sense. Like, that's not relevant. It doesn't matter what you think. It or matters. You like the rock or something like that. It doesn't <laughs> matter what you think. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it really doesn't matter what you think in that moment. It matters what your spouse heard how it made them feel the impact it had on them because it's regardless of whether you meant it or regardless of whether you think your words said what they heard it it is what it is so um you know i'm glad we can laugh about it the day after um so we still love each other and we're, we're still a happy home and um you know like i don't know how sean felt this morning but like when I got up, I was like, good morning. And I was just talking about stuff like normal. <laughs> and I had like a slight feeling that Sean might be like, did we just have a disagreement yesterday? Like <laughs> a few hours ago. And, and now I'm tired because mm. we were up late. Cause mm. you, we had to work through this stuff. So I don't know, but I'm, you know, we, we're good now. I mean, we, you know, we, we still gonna have to work through some stuff, but mm. you know, yeah, but we're we're good. The thing is, you know, it's like you kind of already know when you go into a marriage relationship. I mean, you know, like my brother and I talk about it a lot of times that how everybody says, you know, marriage takes work, you know, and he he has often said that he doesn't really um he doesn't really like to hear people say that because it's kind of like a duh, like of course it does, you know. It's like people, I guess people saying it as kind of like a warning and all that kind of stuff. But his whole thing is kind of like, well, duh, (laughs) duh. I mean, you know, it's kind of more so a given, Um, you know, but I will say you definitely, while I already kind of was aware of that, it was going to be that you really don't know what that means. Right. Until until you you actually are in it. And, um, you know, and it's all, it's, it's great. It is definitely great. You know, it's just that you still really have to really understand that you come from certain stock and your spouse comes from certain stock. And while you may share a lot of the same heart and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you still think differently. You still kind of had a whole, whole, whole lot of stuff that was just simply different and there's no working around it. But the thing is, you know, you know, the way I was taught that marriage works is, you know, you know, you work through stuff. I mean, you know, that's just it. It just is what it is. You this wouldn't know. This wouldn't know. Just kind of based on my feelings, as long as it, you know, as long as it always feels happy and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, that's not the way it works. Right. You know, and right. there's no and and even though you know it, it you know it is painful to say it. You know, there's no growth in just kind of always never having, never having conflict. Now I tell you, y'all, like Sean is the type 
who does not really like conflict. I don't really care for it, you know, um, but I know that there's no growth, you know, whenever you don't have it sometimes. Now, my wife, you know, y'all probably know she's an attorney. So she's kind of already built for that. So, <laughs> so she, but, but anyway, anyway, I'm kind of joking, but, but mm, my point more of. so, yeah, but my point more so is like, you know, you know, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. And so I, that has always been my mindset. It's always been my mindset. That was the way I was taught. So I really thank God for my mom and dad <clears throat> um, for teaching that or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting though because where we have the most challenge because of our differences, that's often where we find the most beauty in our marriage. Because like we even were able to kind of discuss this a little bit yesterday during our um, as um my my watch care pastor, Pastor Dave Wilcox, and he would say um, that you know intense fellowship. <laughs> so it's like when we had even during the time of intense fellowship, we um were talking about how a lot of the things we do are like a product of the two of us being how we are. It's like we wouldn't be working on the projects we're working on or the, the goals that we have if it weren't for both Veronica and Sean, Mm -hmm. because we both bring different elements to the table and often that results in conflict. But then once we're able to overlook that conflict or, or work through the conflict, then we can see that gem that's there that comes only from, you know, these very different viewpoints coming together to come up with a solution. So, mm-hmm. so you know, say all that to say it's Sunday <laughs> instead of Saturday. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. um, I had to remember that. But, um, and I mean, that even tomorrow's Monday, just got to remember that. But, um, but yeah, so we didn't we didn't even intend to to come on and talk about our relationship stuff. But then you know this is a pursuing wholeness podcast. It's about us as a couple, so might as well shed light on some of those things as well. So. Yeah, because that's the real stuff. I mean, it's not that the other stuff is not real, but I mean, you know, it's real. It's real. It's all a part of it. You know, might as well just kind of like you know give y'all the real stuff <laughs> yeah so what we did want to talk about today um I guess I mean I can't like put it into a, a a subject right now but it's the end of the year we're coming up on a new year and every year at the end of the year we start thinking okay what are my goals for next year what are some of the things that I would like to accomplish um and so I've been thinking a lot about that and really my goal uh, for these past few days and these next couple of weeks is um, my goal is to, I guess it's a week and a half now, but my goal is to um, prepare myself for the new year and not just like go into it on January 1, like, all right, I'm about to live my best life. Like I'm trying to actually get some mindset things taken care of now, read some books that kind of get my mind thinking the way I want to think. And um, the books that I'm focusing on now for these next couple of weeks, uh, one of them is The Celebration of Discipline by uh, Richard Foster. Yeah. It's an old book. Uh, I mean, not old, old. It's like from the 70s, so it's not really old. But um, it's it's a book about the spiritual disciplines that um, people of 
Christian faith have followed, have practiced for, you know, since the beginning of the Christian faith. And he just kind of brings it to contemporary times and talks about ways that we can incorporate them into our, our modern lives. And then the other book that I'm reading is What Makes the Great Great. And that one is by um, is it Dennis, Kim- Kimbrough. Dennis Kimbrough, um, who is a professor or I don't know if he is or was a professor at Clark Atlanta. I should get my information before I start talking about folks. But um, those are the things that I'm reading right now to kind of get my mindset right um, for 2021. Um, and the I think the common thing for both of those books is um, – that your attitude and your mindset toward your life is like so key. And particularly with celebration of discipline, I'm reading, I kind of skipped some stuff and I'm going to go back to the beginning, but I just wanted to get to the chapter on simplicity where it talks about really like cutting stuff out of your life that are complicating it so that you can focus on the things of the faith that really matter. And so, like, with that chapter and, and then reading that what makes the great great, um, the thing that I'm getting, and even from the sermon today, it's just like, um, which um, our own, at Kingdom Life, our own minister, Cheryl Dean, she she was, um, I guess, like a, a guest speaker in a sense, giving them, our pastor a break for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. But, um, so she, she talked about it as well. It's like just the importance of, mindset and approach like how you view your life and how you view your goals and how you view the things that you're going toward that's going to dictate like the outcomes it's really like the mind how you see it how you envision it the expectations you have like those things are the defining factors for success for having a certain kind of life for having a certain kind of relationship with God, like those, that mindset thing is so key. That's like the common thread that I've gotten from those two books and then the sermon for today. And, um, I guess all that, you know, (laughs) I think Sean's probably like, hold up. We didn't say we were talking about all this stuff, but going back, I guess like the reason why I say all of that is because it, it just kind of, revealed to me how important it is that I focus, that I focus on one or a few things this upcoming year. Like I can't go into it with, I've, I had, a, I've had a lot of just in a sense, chaotic <laughs> approaches to different things I'm doing. Like I just jump in and I just kind of like, it's kind of like I decide, okay, I want to I wanna swim. I want to learn how to swim. So I'm going to jump in the 12 feet. And I'm just going to figure it out. It's like that's kind of how I've been approaching everything. Like just jumping in the deep end and just, you know, no, flailing. no, flailing, <laughs> no kind of um, coherent path to safety. It's just like I'm just getting there. But I'm like, well, I got there. But the path has been kind of chaotic. And that's probably a root of what <laughs> we were talking about yesterday with our yeah conversation how I tend to just do things in this way and I'm like but I get the job done (laughs) and it's true but it doesn't come with it comes with its own consequences and costs and so 
my I guess what we want what I wanted to talk about and just kind of bringing it to you Sean is just what is our focus going into 2021 and what are we cutting like how how are we simplifying our life and our goals and our purposes so that we can be more intentional and be more purposeful and impactful going into 2021. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I do think this is a good topic to talk about, you know, I actually, you know, for the listening audience, I was reading, um, celebration of discipline myself, (laughs) (laughs) but then lo and behold, one day I looked and the book was gone (laughs) (laughs) and it, it was in, um, Veronica's reading area in the home. So, so, oh, well. No, I had in mind that <laughs> I actually put it in a more accessible place that, you know, either of us could get. It is my book. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's it's the family book. It's the family book. But it was purchased by Veronica when she was single Veronica. But see, see <laughs> yeah, but see, usually, usually a lot of times whenever I kind of talk about, you know, one person's stuff and the other person's stuff, you'd be like, no, nah, it's, it's family. You I know? mean, it's true, but <laughs> when you yeah. try to be territorial over it, then it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's the family's book. Sean can read it anytime he wants. He just has to walk a little farther than he did before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had read the chapter on simplicity, like I guess you recently did. And it, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of the, stuff that was in there was kind of stuff that Veronica and I have discussed anyway, but then there was a whole lot. He went into a lot more depth that just um, really made me think, you know, and um, without going into all my thoughts, cause it's kind of been a while since I read that, that chapter. We just kind of go, go ahead and go off of what you were talking about. Um, I guess, first of all, I mean, I think just the whole concept of like really limiting your focus is so important and it's so, so unrecognized um, in our world today. You know, we've talked a few times on this podcast about, you know, just kind of, I guess we've lamented about a lot of the distractions out there in this world. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I know you were talking about how your approach has been to stuff. I mean, truth be told, I know that my, I, my thought process lends itself to a certain kind of organization, but yet, I mean, mine has even still itself been kind of erratic or whatever, like, you know, kind of still focusing on too many things, you know, and that's just kind of like what, what, it's just kind of what we're kind of conditioned for in this world. And it doesn't really work. I mean, it doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work well. And so, um, so I don't know, I guess thinking about the different things that I do and thinking about the things that, you know, um, I want to work toward, we want to work toward with our family. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I really don't want to go first as far as like thinking about the very specifics about what I'm going to focus on in the new year and everything. I kind of feel like you should. Um, you should lead the way on that and it'll help me to kind of think about it. You know what I mean? Then we might even kind of save some of that for um, maybe the next conversation since that will be, that'd be the week, the weekend before the new year comes in. So maybe we'll go into those specifics. So we'll be thinking about those things and y'all think about it too. Like what things do you need to cut? And so 
the reason why I think we need to think about it that way. And I mean, like I said, some of this is stuff that Sean and I were talking about during our our conversation yesterday. And perhaps, you know, perhaps there's some positive, some more positive. I won't say some because we, we already identified some positive aspects, but perhaps another. It just kind of added to my sense that I do need to cut. And the thing is that the the reason why it's so hard to cut sometimes is because it's good stuff. All of it's good stuff, good intentions, good plans, good goals. But they kind of counteract each other. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to do one, you can't really do the other as well. And so I guess there's a need to cut the things that my brain is working on so that I can like be more effective. Mm-hmm. I know one thing that I want to do with my business is to be more strategic and you know, to be honest, doing things that bring in more revenue, um, even though, like, there's there's ways of doing things with my with my business where you can get a lot of clients for a certain price, or you can get fewer clients for, of course, a larger price. And I think I just need to lean more toward that, not just like so I can get as much money as possible. But it's like, I just don't think I have the capacity to provide a lot of people with okay service. Right. But I do believe that I can provide a few people with great service that is worth whatever investment I ask of them. And um, and I think that I'm actually, I actually am inclined in that way because I'm so thorough. You know, I'm... I'm a person who Veronica is one of the most thorough persons. I'm <laughs> telling you that there there is like I thought I was, but no, she got me beat by a long, long, long shot. So yeah, it's like maybe my thoroughness sometimes is um, to my detriment because I'm like so focused on trying to cover all the bases. But I think as an attorney, there that's a that's a plus in some ways, and so I um I think that I'm going to kind of like focus more on providing fewer clients with more intensive, really great service. Like people who really want to make sure that they have their bases covered. Um, Cause I do estate planning and that's a big part of what I do. And then I also do probate and um, heiress property consulting. So just me naming those three things is a big thing because like I had actually decided to expand to other areas and I had other things that I was going to do with my business, but now cutting down to those three things. And really um, probate is probably just going to be within the context of heirs property after a while. But anyway, <laughs> y'all didn't ask for this, this uh, infomercial about McClendon Law Consulting, but you got it. So if you um, need help with your will or probate or heirs property, Give me a holler. Um, <laughs> this podcast was sponsored right, by. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyhow. Um, we'll link, though, to your, you know, McLean and Law and Consulting because some of y'all might really be interested in that stuff. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, providing high value to a few number of people. And one thing that I also like to do is education. I like to do stuff through my newsletter, which um, I have to do a little bit more consistency with um but i like to provide people stuff through my newsletter and i also like to do classes and workshops so i can maybe focus more on those things to cover people who might not be willing to pay for my 
more um, exclusive services, I guess. But I can kind of cover both. But <laughs> it almost sounds like I'm not being sim- simple in this in this way. We'll see. Uh-oh. It might be that I'm kind of creating some bigger thing than what I think I am. But basically, what I'm trying to do is cut the numbers and provide greater service to fewer people. And I think that'll take up less mental space. And then um, there's some community work that I've been wanting to do. And I feel like it's really important, but I'm just starting to think that I just don't need to worry about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um going to be praying about it. But it's like, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't do it, even if, like, it's important. Like, mm-hmm. it can be as important as it wants to be, mm-hmm. but I can't do it. And I, I mean, I think um, it kind of ties into the, the episodes that we recently did where we talked about meaning and, um, you know, are you like fulfilling your purpose if you're not changing the world or whatnot? I think that um, it ties in with that because like we feel like we have to do all these different things to make an impact. But mm-hmm. like if you just focus on a narrow subset of things and perhaps you can make an even greater impact right than if you try and do all the things right that's the thing you know it's like in today's world if you're not doing you know many many things at once if you don't have your hand in like a ton of different things then you're failing yeah multiple streams right right and um you know but the thing is you know and i'm not i'm not opposed to like you know, how do I say it? I'm not opposed to kind of like having a few things going on, but I just feel like the way we go about it is just not really, um, it's, it doesn't really drive well with how we're actually made. You know, I was explaining to my oldest daughter um, um, some words, whenever I kind of do some of the schooling stuff with her in the morning, we'll like read. One thing that my wife and I do is like, and our oldest daughter loves loves it we we read like chapter books like series and things like that like right now my wife is reading to her um the little house in the big was it little house in big woods right now a little house in the prairie right just but that whole laura ingles wilder series and um mm-hmm. and like i've been going through um the uh c.s lewis books uh chronicles of narnia yeah the narnia books and um Anyhow, when we read those books, anytime we get to a word that is kind of like, you know, not very clear to her or even to me, you know, um, we write it down and then we define it. And um, and saying another thing we do is we also, I, my daughter, we get her to memorize Psalms. And so anytime we're kind of going over a Psalm or whatever to memorize it. I write down words that she may not be very clear on. And one of the words you wrote down this past week was um, meditation. So I was explaining to her and hopefully I don't forget why I was mentioning this. Oh, but I was explaining to her the whole concept of uh, meditation and how it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's related to the word um, rumination. Hmm. which is, um, and I, I, I know I've seen that somewhere. I just can't remember where, but you know, to ruminate means it, it, it's, it's the word used to describe when, you know, animals chew the cud, like cows and deer and, you know, other cattle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was telling her that meditation is like rumination. 
except it's thoughts instead of food. Mm-hmm. You know, because with rumination, a, a cow, for example, brings food back up into its um, from it, from one of its stomachs back into its <laughs> mouth and chews it again, and it, it might do that several times, and it really extracts the nutrients out of it. And so, meditation is the same way. It's like you recount thoughts and things, and you just really kind of get nourished by them. The reason why I mentioned that is I was telling, explain to my daughter that worry. Um, Worry is a form of meditation mm. where you kind of bring up thoughts about things that make you nervous or whatever, and you just kind of go over them again and again, and you get negatively nourished by those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like, I mean, it goes all through your being and it affects your whole body. And I was just kind of explaining to her um, that that's the way, that's how meditation can work negatively. Now, hopefully I grasp why I mentioned that here fully the reason why I believe the reason I was trying to say that is because thinking about how we're made as people a lot of times when we start to take on a whole 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 lot of stuff you know it's like on the outside like to other people especially on social media and stuff it's just like you grinding and you you doing it but then on the inside you kind of feel sometimes anxiety and Mm -hmm. a lot of your other needs aren't being met because you kind of, you kind of doing all this stuff and you really don't have capacity. And, um, but you still, for some reason have like a, um, a feeling that you have to put forth a good facade and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, we're feeling all this anxiety and stuff because we're not really operating in my opinion, according to how we're actually made. Right, and we're kind of right. taking on more than a human was supposed to take on, mm-hmm. you know. So usually, you know, like the only one who can really do, you know, most of the things at once is is the Lord God, mm-hmm. plain and simple, you know. But um, we're, we're not built that way. So we can kind of start taking more and more stuff on, but we kind of start to go down the worry train and the anxiety train and anger train and all that kind of stuff because it's just simply not, we're just simply not built that way. Yeah. You know, and so um um I don't know, you know, it feels painful sometimes to even consider in my mind like what do I take off the plate? What is it actually is most important right now for me to just kind of like focus on like even Veronica she's going to mention things specifically that she's going to focus on with her business and um if any of y'all have followed me, you know, I'm, I'm, um, well, by day I'm an engineer. Um, but, um, otherwise I run a health and fitness, um, website and I have a few other things going on. And, um, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's had, it's a little glimmers here and there, <laughs> but like truth be told, it hasn't been nearly as, um, productive or I'll say as successful in some ways as I would have wanted it to be. And I think it's because I've kind of not trust me. Like I'm one, like I am consistent with things that I do, but I've tried so many things. Mm -hmm. And so I have stuff going on in so many other different avenues that I think it's like, I'm kind of too thin. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I've been going too thin. That's limited my success and the viability of my business. So, um, I mean, I still don't really know exactly what, I focus on, I don't, I don't know, but 
I know I, I I know I have to prune. I know I have to prune. Even the, just this past week, I was sharing my wife a lot more ideas that I was having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like we're both we're both knowing that we need to purge, but for some reason, it's almost like our our minds are like doing the opposite and creating more ideas. Right. I guess the thing is the reason why though is because with my particular stuff. You know, like, for example, I've built this website over the past several years and I have like almost 340 blog posts on that thing. Lots of work has gone into this thing. And like I was starting to think at some point, like, man, I'm so all over the place with this particular health and fitness website that I almost kind of feel like I just need to scrap it. But then just the thought (laughs) it is incredibly painful. All this work you know, gone down the drain. So then the thought that I had was, well, I mean, it it can be on a few different sites that are kind of more so kind of tailored so that people kind of know what's going on on a particular site and you don't just have some of everything on one site. So I was like, well, I guess I need to buy several domains then, you know, so I can kind of like separate my stuff out on each of those. But if I go kind of down that route, I know what I need to do is instead of starting all of these different things at once, mm-hmm. I just need to kind of grab a chunk and focus on that thing. Focus on that one thing and develop that, make sure people really kind of understand what it is that I'm providing to them to help them, you know, in this particular area of their health or their fitness. And just make sure that it actually is is doing what is serving people the way it's supposed to serve and that it's actually viable from the business standpoint. And then perhaps move on to like another domain and flesh that one out slowly. And yeah. just kind of stair step it just like you building a brick house or whatever and laying each particular brick down instead of feeling like for some reason I got to rush it. Because, you know, the truth be told, I really do want something quality. I want I want quality. I don't want it to seem rushed. And, I, you know, I don't want it to seem just like a piece of whatever, you know, like just a, a piece of project. You know, I want it to seem like it really has had like care. And, you know, I want it to reflect where my heart really is because I don't just do this stuff because I don't just want it to have a little side something. I did it and started years ago out of like a real passion, just a real pain in my heart from like seeing so many people suffering and being tired of seeing that. So if I rush through it, then I think it's not going to really reflect where my heart is. Mm-hmm. But um, if I piece it together, then I believe that hopefully it'll begin to really speak for itself. Like what I really desire for this stuff to speak and how, how I really desire it to impact other people. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, like, we're fooling ourselves thinking that we're going to get more done by doing more at once. Right. Like these are all things that need to be done. You can either do them at the same time and try to get it done, or you can just do one after the other, after the other. If you do one after the other, after the other, then you're guaranteeing that, that those things are going to get done because you're focusing solely on one. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to, once it's done, once it's ready, then you go to the next one. And it just takes a lot of discipline to stick to that plan. Um, actually, I was thinking about that myself for my business. And I started writing out goals by the quarter, you know, quarter one, quarter two. 
And I think that's one way to kind of separate it. You have to stick to the plan. But to say quarter one, for example, you might say is jump rope. Quarter two is whatever. Quarter three is whatever. And it's like, it feels like, man, I won't get all this done to the end of the year. But like, if you get all that done by the end of the year, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. If you, yeah, I mean, you're right. If you actually are able to get, focus on stuff enough and and actually get it kind of going somewhere and that's like once every quarter then i mean i know for me that would be way more progress than i've been making over the past every year so it's you know same here same here yeah Yeah, one of i actually um i sounded like i was trying to do 50 million things but um my goal is to have like my two goals that i want to have for quarter one is to create an online course that is there and ready like so if somebody want to come in in june and take the course it's already up there so i want to do that first so that it can be ready for whoever wants to come and then my other goal is to get my systems in place for the cases that i'm doing because i think because i'm gonna still do them because they're you know that's my revenue stream but i want to like do it in a way that makes more sense and so i think I have to like probably um, just be okay with cutting, <laughs> you know, maybe just focus on one or two areas with that. Yeah, I, probably, I mean, I can because I think anyway, it's not a business uh, strategy <laughs> meeting, but I, I, I think just sticking to like, okay, this is my goal for this quarter. And if I, if I actually accomplish this, that would be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a lot of different things, perhaps it's even hard to measure your success and it's just it just takes up brain capacity like I, I I think this past year or past I don't know how long I've been feeling very um I haven't felt very generous with my time or money or anything I just feel like I've been focused on my own stuff mm-hmm. and not really focused on people I care about or even people that you know like just thinking of ways to bless people I remember we used to be very intentional like we had a certain amount of money that we would have for giving and we we made a point to spend that money to give to people mm-hmm. you remember that and um so it's like always like so what are we going to use to give him money for this year or this month or whatever and um i think that i gotta free up my brain space to be able to see like there's people who reach there are people who reach out to me to tell me what's going on in their lives. And I'm, I try to, you know, give them some kind of encouragement or some kind of response. But to even have that mind is saying, such and such been going through this thing. How can I bless them? Like, I just don't have the brain space for it. And that's because I'm doing too much. And I can't even be like, like somebody, had, I told somebody that, and they were like, "It's I can't imagine you not being giving and loving. I'm like, I don't feel like I have been as much lately because I've been so preoccupied with other stuff. So I don't want to be in that place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be either. I just, I know again, like I said earlier that I've been operating from a quote thin place where I'm just kind of like, just, I just have thin insides that, you know, <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, I know it sounds weird, but I'm just saying it's like, I'm just, I'm just not really as kind of like what you're saying. I'm just not, 
you know, again, you know, I um, I actually was um, <laughs> good gracious alive. I actually was working on another book recently too, and, uh, <laughs> and um, I mean, I got one in the queue, right? And I actually have one that was that's been written for over a year that really is ready to go out. But you know, maybe we'll talk about that another time, way in the future. But anyhow, this particular one I was writing, I was kind of thinking about like a laser beam and just think about how a laser beam is like a um a very very concentrated beam of um you know electromagnetic energy that's so concentrated on one point that it can it can actually you know it can like burn through something you know and um you know i think that just kind of represents i just kind of think about all that god has put inside of each of us as individuals and like a lot of times we just kind of have it just kind of scattered. It is kind of all these different places, but you just kind of get that thing and just kind of like narrow it on one spot and you can kind of get some, <clears throat> get some stuff going. And I know that that's the case for me. I know it. I absolutely know it, you know? So, but it's like, will, will I, or will we be bold enough to kind of like take that road that our, flesh is kind of saying no 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 it's like you're not that's, you're not doing enough you know just kind of ignore that voice and then just kind of go ahead and focus on quality and just really taking our time and just kind of doing how we feel led to do you know um i mean i'm excited about it i mean part of me feels a little nervous but i'm excited about it yeah yeah so let's let's do it like our one thing i would say you know instead of feeling like we have to do one thing for the whole year Let's say for quarter one, we're going to focus on one task that we kind of like schedule. Like I plan on with my course, I plan on scheduling time every week as if I'm in school and like focusing on building my course out. And so like let's focus on one thing for quarter one and continue, you know, to kind of report on it, update and check in. And for those who are listening, y'all do the same. We want to hear from you. What is your one thing for quarter one? What is your one thing? Let us know. Make sure you share this episode also, please. All right. Well, y'all have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 